Hello and welcome to Wayward Witch, a pagan podcast. My name is Miranda, and I'll be guiding you along this journey to explore non-denominational witchcraft for the modern practitioner every Wednesday. You can find us on your preferred podcast provider, or by following the links on Twitter at WayWitchCast, or on Facebook and Instagram at WayWitchPodcast. Feel free to reach out for questions, concerns, or even just a chit-chat, as I do love to hear from all of you. Let's walk this path together. So today we're going to go over scrying, what it is, what it's not, and what's to be expected. With any type of divination, the one thing that I really want to preach here is that we need to be able to give ourselves wiggle room for failure. And I understand that failure is a really bad word with a lot of people, but we need to kind of dial that back a little bit and own it. Um, I see quotes all the time. I forget who originally quoted it, but it is said that um, in order to be great at something, you have to first be really bad at it. And that is so true even within the occult practices that we use in modern paganism or, you know, even if you're not a pagan and you're actually practicing a different theistic standpoint. But I I digress. Of course, this is going to be a ramble cast, um, (laughs) in case you haven't been able to tell. Um, That said, the reason why today is a ramble cast is during my research for the past couple of weeks into this particular topic, I kept on coming across different articles and resources that just kind of regurgitate the same information over and over, or it becomes a little convoluted. And I kind of want to bring that back a little bit and not just give you the some copy pasted script of nonsense. Not that it's nonsense. It's just, it's all the same information over and over. Um, as somebody who has scried plenty of times, I'm going to personally say that I am not the expert. I am not the queen of all scrying and divination practices ever. Little TM symbol. Um, not not at all. But I think if any of you can take any solace in starting something new, you should probably hear it from somebody who is really good at being really bad. And that's me. So to start off, I do want to go on about what scrying is and isn't. So scrying isn't seeing into the future, being able to tell who you're going to marry in 20 years, who your soulmate is, or anything like that. It's, it's not this mirror into the future. And I feel like a lot of people give up on scrying because they're not getting any kind of answers in that way or they're being misled. So let's go ahead and get that out of the way. What it is, though, is it is a tool to gain a deeper understanding of the self in the current situation that's going on around you. You can gain a lot of insight from scrying because it's going to tell you some of the truths that you're kind of using your, um, I I guess you can say the left brain, (laughs) Um, 
it's you're trying to rationalize things too much and the important stuff kind of gets pushed down we all get lost in the in the rat race every day where it's you know we wake up we go to work we come home we eat dinner we go to bed and just repeat that cycle and the things that we actually need to work on in order to become better people and at times even better witches kind of gets buried beneath all of that so scrying is a is a good tool and a good practice to use whenever we need to step back and go okay how how do I become better? I'm stuck in this stasis. I'm not getting anywhere. What do I need to do? And this is a really good tool to get those answers. There are many different types of scrying. Um, some of those are using wax, which is where you drip wax onto a water surface. I know a lot of people, like I've, I've been seeing in different communities, where they will just drop it on plates and they seem to be getting pretty good results. It might work for them. Um, try anything out. If you want to drop it on paper over sigils, maybe that would work for you. So just using wax and kind of interpret interpreting those symbols to see what kind of answers you can get, that's a form of scrying. You can look at clouds, which is called cloud gazing, and it's a form of scrying that involves observing clouds and the shapes that they form. It's used to gather special information or knowledge, usually of a, of a higher power sense of divinity. Um, from what I've gathered, I've personally never tried that, but you know what? I'm, I'm never too old to try something new. You can use mirrors, which is probably the most popular form of scrying. I do know that some people use black mirrors, and if you're not familiar with those, that's a whole different can of worms. Um, I think that they can be incredibly useful, and you can actually make your own black mirrors if you can't find one nearby or you're not trusting of buying it from a seller online and you can find DIY tutorials on places like YouTube for that kind of information. Um, this type of scrying is called catoptromancy. Um, I promise I do speak English. I have been trying to say that word all day. Um, and this involves relaxing your vision and staring into the mirror at hand. After a while, images and scenes will begin to emerge. You can use water, which is my preferred method, where you stare into water and images can be perceived after time. Objects such as pebbles, rocks, crystals, sticks, whatever you have on hand that you feel really caters to the need at hand can also be dropped into the water to create ripples. These ripples can then be interpreted interpreted as well if you're not just working off of you know light reflections on the water or relying solely on your trance state which we will cover later um, you can use oil which can involve pouring oil into a dish rubbing it on the body or coating a cup or a plate this the person reading it the scryer would then observe the light reflected off of the oil for information you can use fire, which is known as pyromancy, which is the most ancient form of scrying. It involves ga gazing into the fiery flames for visions. This can be done through the use of a simple candle or an oil lamp. Bonus points if it's a bonfire. Um, I know a lot of people will also read the flickerings of the fire, and you can actually determine yes or no 
types of answers and almost treat it like a pendulum. So if you're not familiar with using pendulums, what you would typically do is make a statement like, okay, can you show me yes? And it'll flicker a certain way. And then you can say, okay, can you show me no? It'll do the same thing. And you can go about that process and set expectations for the tool that you're using at that time. While using fire, you can also read the smoke. And as that rises from the flames, it can take on shapes that you can read as well. You can use crystals, which is also known as crystallomancy, which is probably the most stereotypical form of scrying. You know, we've all seen media stuffities where there's some lady in a dark room hovered over a crystal ball and there's light shining from inside of it and some wizard guy, you know, pops out and tells you the future and it's, you know, it happens and it's really groundbreaking and people fall in love and people die and blah, blah, blah. Um, that's really not how it works, but we all know about gazing into crystal balls or using crystals of any type for divination purposes. Um, it's really effective. You would think that it's not with how commoditized it has been, but it is really effective. It involves using, you know, a crystal ball, a crystal, any kind. Um, you're, you know where I'm going with this <laughs> to gather a special meaning. Obviously, no man's going to be inside of it to tell you something, you know, astounding. Um, nothing's going to pop out of it. There's not going to be any smoke clouding up inside of it. Um, I'm sorry that I demystify that for you, I suppose. I'm really not sorry, but maybe just a little. Um, I also read somewhere that you can read the eyes of other people just by staring into them. Um, it's also called soul gazing, and you just look deep into a person's eyes and observe the reflections. Um, this sounds really neat to me. I'm not going to knock it until it's tried. I personally probably won't try it because I've already got a staring problem. Um, I don't know if many of you have actually seen my mug, but I have huge eyeballs and I blink too much. <laughs> and uh, it, it would make whoever I'm reading feel very uncomfortable. I know a lot of people have told me that they feel very uncomfortable because I just stare at them super intensely. Um, so if it works for you, definitely let me know because I'm terrified of trying that just because I don't want to make people feel awkward. <laughs> so I, I understand that something has been kind of repeated through all of those descriptions and that's about symbolism. So before you get started in scrying, you really need to become familiar with symbols. Otherwise, you're going to be very confused. You're going to wonder why you're seeing shapes of, you know, bears or phalluses or all sorts of strange things and wonder how it's going to pertain to you. Of course, if you're living someplace like, you know, St. Louis, Missouri, and you see an alligator out of something that you're scrying out of, your life is not going to be impacted by an alligator. You're not going to be walking down the street and an alligator is going to come and bite your leg off and you're going to be forever and, you know, affected by it. So you need to understand the symbolism behind that. You may also come across different colors, different types of, I don't know, cloud patterns, everything that you can think of, numbers. So before you ever get started, if you are not familiar with symbolism, you need to start working on that. 
I do know that one of the things that I say pretty often on here is that you need to research, research, research. And unfortunately, that's a lot of correspondence tables and you're going to get bored. Unless you're like me and you're some weird like, ooh, new information, let's sponge it up. But most people get pretty bored. If you're looking for correspondence tables on symbolism, I know it sounds weird, but one of the first things that I started using whenever I was a young pagan were dream, like dream interpretation journal things. Um, like Dream Moods Dream Dictionary was a really cool tool for me, and I was just reminded of it again a few years ago. Um, <laughs> You can find all sorts of different correspondence tables for colors and numbers and very common animals and trees and plants all over places like Pinterest and Tumblr and YouTube and even Google Images. You're going to find all of that information. And maybe it's something different for you. Um, for instance, for a lot of people, whenever they hear of bears, they might think of something that's you know, motherly or something that's violent, something that's, you know, brute force, all that fun stuff. Um, but say if one of my siblings were to be scrying and a bear had come up, it would, it could symbolize me because my whole family calls me bear. So that's something that you also need to take into consideration. Whenever you're doing your correspondence tables and you are learning about, um, you know, all these different symbol symbols, you need to also sit back and try to figure out what they mean to you as well. Because scrying in any form of divination is a very personal experience. You know, maybe, maybe yellow makes me happy, but for somebody else it could mean anxiety. Purple can be a color of, you know, soothing or relaxation to somebody, while to another, it can remind them of an angry grandmother. But those kind of things you need to take into consideration as well. So how do you get started with scrying? Well, first you need to figure out which way do you want to do it. You know, do you want to use fire? Do you want to go outside and look at the clouds? Do you want to use a mirror? Any of that kind of stuff. You need to just go ahead and figure out what tools you want to use. If you are having a vessel for water, you want to choose a natural vessel. Anything that's plastic or, you know, some kind of weird alloy of some kind of resin is probably not going to read too well for you. You want to use something like glass or wood or stone, something like that. Um, I've I don't think that using your grandma's Tupperware with the spaghetti sauce stains is really going to work for you. If it does, cool beans, I'm not going to gatekeep you on it. I'm just saying I don't I don't think it would work. <laughs> you do want to have things that are a little more closely um, related to the earth so they're a little more um, receptive to any kind of spiritual stuffities, you know. Um, I'm, I'm not going to push the, the hippie stuff on you today, but you get the gist. We all know. Um, so if you're, if you're going to use a bowl, go ahead and use a natural source. If you're going to use fire, please be safe. Obviously, you know, don't start lighting matches near curtains as I currently have a candle going about a foot and a half away from a curtain, but it's under supervision. Um, <laughs> You, you want to make sure that you're not going to burn yourself, that there are no small children that are going to get hurt, no animals that are going to get hurt. 
Um, personally, if you're going to use candles and you are super clumsy like me and you have it available, I would highly suggest using soy wax. Um, not only does it not burn like the Dickens, I don't know if any of you are familiar with that. If you're not, it's really cool. Soy wax does not burn really bad and it does not get hard, which leads me to the, my next thing. Cleanup is super easy with soy wax. You can get it out of carpet with soap and water. Super great. Um, if your animals or small children eat it, which I know sounds weird, but I do have a little sibling that used to eat um, candles like they were going out of style for years well, for the first two years of their crawling and walking, totter, tottering days. Um, but it's it's safe for consumption for the most part. Um, the essential oils probably not, but it's not going to be as bad as paraffin wax. So soy is really good. Um, it, just just be safe, guys. If you are using smoke, please make sure that the area that you are using smoke be very well ventilated. I actually want to add that right now whenever we talk about smoke cleansing. I've said it again. I'm going to say it over and over and over and over every time I bring up smoke. Open a window. Open a window. Let it get out. Please do not damage your lungs. I say that as somebody who regularly damages their lungs. <laughs> but please, please practice safety doing these types of things. The occult is not an excuse for negligence. The gods don't care enough and the spirits don't care enough to save you from your own negligence. Open a window. And if you are going to get your water for your scrying... Obviously, don't go out into a busy area right now during the pandemic when we're supposed to not be out and about doing unnecessary things. Um, I promise you, if you use tap water, it's not going to change anything. You don't have to use moon water from the lunar eclipse of, you know, 1976. You don't need to collect rainwater whenever you live in Arizona during the dry times. It's, it's not necessary. Use what is available to you. That's the most important thing. You don't have to listen to people that are going to gatekeep you. I personally don't care if anybody wants to gatekeep me. That's cool. My DMs are open. Use tap water if it's the only thing you have. If you have filtered water, use that. If you do have moon water, that's cool. If you have access to a creek or a river or a pond or whatever natural source, that's awesome too. But just use any type of water that you have on hand. Now that that's all out of the way, um, after, you chose, after you've chosen your tool and you're going to be safe about it, um, <laughs> that was a whole mouthful, you are going to want to cleanse whatever you're using. Whether you're using smoke cleansing because it's not smudging unless you have actually, you know, been taught that tradition from a tribe. Um, unless you're using smoke, you can use smoke cleansing, you can use you know, a, a spray form of cleansing, whether that's salt water in a bottle or you have infused, you know, white sage or whatever you want to use inside of a bottle, you can do that. If you're just simply using energy because that's all you have, that's cool too. Just as effective. Use anything that you have on hand. Just make sure that you cleanse your items. 
If you're super ritualistic, go ahead and cast your circle, do what you got to do there. If you are not familiar with, with casting circles and what they're for, I actually did an episode on that a while back. Feel free to listen to it um, and, you know, get get ready to, to do your thing. Once you have everything set up, everything's cleansed, you have your tools, you've got everything going, you need to go ahead and get into a meditative state. If you are not familiar with meditating, go ahead and use a guided meditation. If you are, cool beans, and you know what to do. And through this meditation, go ahead and start working on your breathing. Start taking deep breaths, really control it. You know, take take some time to really get yourself in a, in a nice headspace. And then go ahead and start focusing on your tools and, and begin the act of scrying. Again, I want to reiterate here, just like I did in the beginning, give yourself room and permission to not be perfect the first time. If you are perfect and you have some great revelation, congratulations, I'm super proud of you. If you don't get anything out of it and you feel like you sucked, me too. Happened to me all the time, still happens to me, nobody's perfect. It happens. If this is something you really do, keep trying it over and over again. If the guided meditation you're using isn't working, try something else. If, you know, you're, you've graduated past guided meditations and your personal um, regiment isn't working for you, go ahead and switch things up. It's okay to switch things up. It's okay to do things your way. That's what makes it so beautiful. That's what makes it so personal. What I would suggest whenever you are scrying is to keep a journal nearby so that you can write down any of your experiences, any of the symbols that you saw, especially if you're not familiar with symbolism yet. I also think this is a really good practice if you are just starting out and you're not familiar with the process. And you can kind of see how you grow over time if this is something that you really want to dedicate yourself to. I also want to say that it is not required of practicing paganism and the occult, any kind of witchcraft, um, to, to practice scrying. But, you know, I, I personally think it's a really good tool. Um, I, I highly recommend it to anybody. And if it just doesn't work for you, then, hey, you only wasted like an hour of your life. Um, which I personally don't see as a waste. Every experience we have, um, makes us grow as individuals. So there's that. Um, if you do have any questions about scrying or you do have, you know, any kind of, you know, feedback or, you know, you did try out some Tupperware or staring into people's eyeballs, again, feel free, get a hold of me. Um, I am totally interested in hearing and maybe we can share experiences. Again, I want to give a huge shout out to Gina S for being a Patreon, a patron on our Patreon. <laughs> you are absolutely wonderful, and everything you contribute goes directly back into this podcast. I do want to apologize again for being so late to this. It has been chaotic. Y'all understand? Whatever. <laughs> Life will slow down eventually, maybe one day. Um, but yeah. Here you are. It's in the morning. I got you guys. Um, again, if you do want to become a part of the the Patreon that we have, you can check out. You can check me out on Facebook. Um, I am a little dark on other social media platforms for a while now, um, 
just because I am a one-man band over here. Well, a one-woman band over here, and it becomes a little uh, overwhelming to kind of keep up with all of that. But if you guys have a particular platform that you would prefer me to use, let me know. Um, I just default Facebook because I'm old. <laughs> so that, that just kind of works out. Um, I will eventually get the hang of Instagram and hashtags. Uh, it's, it's all complicated to me. I'm sorry. I'm trying to learn. I promise. I, I just figured out Snapchat, like, last week. <laughs> I'm still figuring out TikTok. I just lurk right now. Um, if you haven't seen the post on Facebook, I'll go ahead and reiterate it here as well. I am currently working with Sarah on getting that interview done. She is an essential worker, so she's really inundated with, with work and home life and everything right now. So a lot of her downtime is just, you know, vegging out on Animal Crossing, which I hope a lot of you guys are playing. I know I played it back in, like, 2009, whenever it was a totally different game than what it is now. So hopefully you guys are getting some peace during this tumultuous time like, uh, like Sarah is. <laughs> bless her sweet little heart. And bless all of y'all that are having to work and function in this as well. I know it's rough, and I'm thinking about you guys all the time. And that's pretty much the, all that I've got for this week. I know it was a it was a bit of a rambler. Um, we will go back to normal stuffies next week, hopefully. <laughs> don't jinx it. Um, but you know, as as usual, witchlings, don't forget to wash your hands and be kind, be brave, be unstoppable. I'll see you next time.